Lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife Patty. Hello. And Patty, we are in Milwaukee. We've done two games already, Thursday and Saturday. That was a lot of fun. We each saw our team win. They split a four-game series. They did, and thank goodness I get to keep my shoes. Yeah, Charlie Borelli, who was our guest on the podcast last week, Big time Cardinals fan. You can listen to Charlie Borelli talk about uh, going to all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums and his love of the Cardinals, as well as his uh, brand new album on a previous episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. But Charlie told Patty that her shoes after Thursday's game, her Cardinals high heels were bad luck and she he, she needs to throw them out. But then the Cardinals salvaged the last two games of the series, so you can keep them, right? Yes. That's that was the deal. Um yeah, and it was it was fun going to the stadium. We had said before, we've both been there before, of course you have. Um mm-hmm. I had been there a couple of times and the roof was closed Thursday. Thursday night, but Saturday it was open, which was great. It is I do like the stadium much more when the roof is open. Cuz baseball is meant to be played outside, right? Exactly. So Thursday, we went to a game with some kids from a new family services, thanks to a donation of 50 tickets from the Brewers. Saturday, we were joined by another big group, my dad, sister, brother-in-law, nephew, and then we had friends from St. Louis come up, the Shaleskis, as well as a couple of their cousins, two of whom live in the Milwaukee area. So that was nice. Big, big group of uh, fans, and we finally made a home run on wheel sign. Of course, we didn't get on the scoreboard. We didn't, but we got our picture with it, and we'll take it to the July 4th game and see if we can get on the scoreboard there. Yeah, we're going to go to another game at Miller Park July 4th against the Twins when Brewers Hall of Famer Paul Molitor brings his Twins team into town. Molly's now the manager of the Twins and has been for a couple of years. But All right, we parked in his parking lot and had we a little did, bit We did, Saturday, of fun. a little tailgating. How awesome is the tailgating atmosphere at Miller Park? It's great. We had a lot of fun, and there's a lot of people out there tailgating and enjoying the nice day. And, and so. Miller Park, very kid-friendly. There's a lot of stuff for kids to do, and in and, and, and inconvenient areas, unlike it seemed like the kids zone at Guaranteed Rate Field was in a very inconvenient spot um, up on the third level. But the, the Brewers' kid stuff is just kind of scattered all throughout the stadium, which was nice to see. It, like the previous visits to Miller Park, it's, I wasn't looking for that. But now we're actually looking for things that for kids to do. <laughs> well, right. And we saw the Little League Park yeah. that is outside there. Hellfair Field, I think it's called. Hellfair. It, it used to be where the old stadium was, right? Yeah, and the, the home plate at that Little League field is the exact location of home plate at Milwaukee County Stadium, which is the Brewers' previous park. Pretty cool. Yeah. And the other thing we got to see from the previous park on Sunday. Oh, yeah, the old beer mug that Bernie Brewer used to slide down is now at Lakefront Brewery, and we went there with my dad and nephew, my dad, Bernie. Right. Bernie slid into town, and we went to the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Though it also was really nice and cool was that donation of tickets 
from the Brewers for Thursday's game to Anu Family Services. And we will have Matt Raisler of Anu on the Home Run on Wheels podcast right after this word from Children's Hope Alliance. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. And welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Ron Clements here with Matt Raisler of Anu Family Services. Before we talk about what Anu does, let's talk about how this thing came about where the Brewers donated 50 tickets for Thursday's game. I met a woman named Cheryl down in Bradenton, Florida, and she works for Anu. And I did not know that when I approached this group of six people. I saw a guy wearing a Wisconsin Badgers hat and decided to say hi. And so I started talking to them. And then Cheryl, I, I, I told them what we're doing, and Cheryl told me who she works for. And they also had a nine-year-old boy named Kenny with them who had been adopted through the foster system. And I was like, oh, my God, we should do something with a Brewers game. And she said she'd run it up the chain. And when I, when I meet somebody at a baseball game, I've had a lot of people tell me they're going to do something or they're going to you know email me or something, and it doesn't happen. Well, she actually did because a few weeks later, I got a phone call from you. Yeah, she was all excited when she came home. She kind of told me a little bit of the story and said you got to call this guy and you know kind of she was just saying what a small world and I don't think at that point we'd even made the connection that you you know we grew up literally you know a couple miles from each other you know different different little bit time periods but it was just one of those things that you know I love baseball and just love you know making those connections that it was clear that uh, I needed to give you a call back and you mentioned small world and guys this is like a really weird small world thing. Uh, <laughs> so I met Cheryl in March. Matt calls me in April. And when we talk, you, you grew up in Westby, right? Yep. And I, I grew up uh, outside of La Crosse on a dairy farm in Bangor. And so let's just say I'm from La Crosse. La Crosse and Westby are what, 45 minutes apart? Yep. And that's so there's the first part of it. Then I, my aunt used to be married to a guy named Mark Raisler. So I just kind of on a whim, hey, hey, you're not related to Mark, are you? And absolutely, yeah, he, Dist- distantly, I think we're third cousins, but yeah. absolutely knew who he was and um, knew your aunt and and you know another some like wow, what are the chances? And then right before we sat down here, you even told me something more. Your mom knows my dad? Yep. Somehow I was mentioning after, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, Mom, you got to hear this story. And she's like, what's his dad's name? And and Bernie. And, I, and she said, is, her, is his dad's Bernie? And I'm like, I don't really remember if he said. But, you know, somehow through church at the Catholic Church in Middle Ridge, she thought she knew him. And um, so, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of crazy how, and it all started with just a chance meeting, me walking up to somebody wearing a Wisconsin Badgers hat at a Pittsburgh Pirates game in Bradenton, Florida. Yep, absolutely. And so here we are. Welcome to the Home Run on Wheels podcast, as well as the Home Run on Wheels RV. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. What does it mean uh, for these kids Thursday going to this bre- uh, this Brewers game? So a lot of these kids um, come into foster care never having a sense of belonging to a family, a home, a community. Chances are they may have never um, been able to go to a game because nobody's ever taken the time to take them to any sporting event at all. So um, 
partnering, you know, with you and the brewers making a generous donation. We have, um, I don't, I don't remember exactly how many kids, um, but a fair share of kids, foster parents, and then a couple of our staff and some of our other clients are planning to be there as well. So we're really excited for this opportunity. And I even had, uh, I've got three of my high school classmates who are coming down for Thursday's game. And that's all. I mean, 50 tickets from the Brewers. That when, when you first told me that, I was like, wow. Yeah, we're definitely excited. And that's, um, initially we, you know, we were hoping for a little bit more foster parents and their kids coming. Um, but it was just kind of a little bit of a short notice for some of them. Some of them had summer plans. So we're, you know, we'd love to make this a kind of an, I understand you're probably not doing this tour every summer, um, unless you haven't told me that, but we're, <laughs> you know, this is, we're hoping this is just kind of the foot in the door with the brewers and kind of making this an ongoing thing. So some of our kids and, and foster families can plan on this, you know, year to year. So just a, a tremendous opportunity. Now, Children's Hope Alliance has a message of like he- healing the hurt and putting kids in their forever home. Um, I'm assuming Anu has very yeah. similar mission statement. Uh, talk a little bit about what Anu does. Yeah, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head with a permanent home. All of our programs um, that we offer, essentially, we want to make that next step that children have to a family be their last step that they have to make. It's all about making that connection. We feel every child needs a place to belong. Um, I kind of make it, I talk about it similarly how I, you know, was fortunate and grew up with a family that provided me with almost a picture perfect, you know, childhood. So when I go back home, uh, there's just this sense of belonging, this sense of safety. It's just a calming, you know, I could have the most stressed out, you know, week and I go back to my mom and dad's house for a Friday evening. Um, and it's just like all the stress kind of goes away. And it's that sense of, I have a place to belong. It's safe there. Kids in our programs don't have that. You know, they've been in and out of institutions. They've been in and out of family homes. They just need somebody to love them. Um, and that's one of the big misconceptions about foster care is a lot of people looking at becoming foster parents are like, well, I'll be, get way too connected. So I don't want to be foster parents. And that's actually the opposite. We want you to be connected. We want you to love that child as if they're your own. Um, you know, we have foster parents that their foster kids are their own, you know, being involved in every family event. Um, I've seen even obituaries where it lists foster kids right along with biological kids and no, making absolutely no differentiation between the two and and that's what we want that's what we, these kids you know the ultimate therapy for kids is love you know so at the end of the day you can spend high dollar on all of these different therapies and at the end of the day the most important thing you can ever give a kid is just love and like you said just that that, that calming and then hopefully a, a kid can be a kid because absolutely kid, every kid deserves to just be a kid and, and be yep. stress-free yep not wonder where that next meal is coming from or, right. or, or where they're going to sleep yeah and there was just a, a quote i just the other day you know and i don't know it exactly but it was something along the lines of you know when you're struggling when you're when your brain is just surviving you don't dream and so kids need to dream and they need to be in a safe place to dream so that's ultimately what we want um, we want our kids to dream and, and not let any of their past hold them back how can people get involved with a new uh, you know, go to our website, uh, Um There's volunteer opportunities. We tend to be always hiring. Um, one thing that's great about our organization, I think in 2013, 
as of today we've doubled in size since 2013 so we're we're steadily increasing in size have a lot of opportunities there and we're always partnering you know having different events looking for sponsorships looking for uh, people to volunteer you know we always talk about if you can't become a foster parent maybe you can make a donation if you can't make a donation you can volunteer if you can't volunteer, maybe you can just help us spread the message. So if you know somebody that might make an outstanding foster parent, mention our name, mention anybody's name. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily come our way. The world needs more foster parents wherever they are. Obviously, we want them part of our organization. But at the end of the day, the, there's so there's thousands upon thousands of kids that are sleeping, you know, either on the streets or sleeping in unsafe situations because there aren't enough foster homes. And that was one thing that Celeste Dominguez, she's the CEO of Children's Hope Alliance, when we asked her before we left Charlotte, we are like, all right, hey, you know, what exactly do you want us to do? And getting kids out to games, while it was like kind of like the gravy on the potatoes, it wasn't like what, you know, it wasn't the meat and potatoes of what she wanted us to do. It was simply drive the RV around and and create a conversation. Yep. And hopefully inspire people to get involved when they uh, look it up. I literally had somebody come up to the RV I was about to pull away from a uh, rest stop, and this guy, he was driving a, a waste management dump truck, and he knocked on the driver's side window, and he goes, and I opened the door, or the uh, window, and he goes, are you Ron? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I thought so. I just Googled you. So you know, <laughs> that, that was so cool for that to yeah. happen. Yep. And uh, people come up to the RV all the time. What is Children's Hope Alliance or what is Home Run on Wheels? And that's what we, you know, it's it's, it's creating that that conversation Absolutely. and spreading that awareness. And hopefully, yeah, people get yeah. the get the word out that there's a huge need for foster kids. Yep. And there's so many misconceptions and myths about foster care. Um, that's what we really hope people, um, before they kind of buy into any of those negative things or things that they've heard, to reach out to an organization like us and, and ask, you know, is this the way it really is? Um, I know we're currently redoing our website and we're going to have a whole page or two of kind of myth versus fact of like, this is, this is what people are saying on the streets. This is how it actually is. And it's, you know, pretty rare that a myth on the street um, is the way it really is. So um, at the end of the day, we're, that's what we're hoping too, is people just have a conversation. They talk about it and check in with an organization like us and find out what they can do because there's also, you know, respite needs. So maybe you can't take a child long-term and in a you know in a typical foster situation but maybe you could provide respite which is essentially maybe a weekend you know every other month for a foster family so that they can you know have a little bit of reprieve or if they need something going on they have other appointments that they need to get to those sorts of things they have the ability for somebody else to help um, with their family what are a couple of examples of myth versus fact a big one is that people have to be married um people think oh i'm single or I'm gay, so I can't be a foster parent. That's absolutely false. We have, um, you know, single, married, partnered, um, whatever, you know, um, situation you could possibly be in as far as relationship status, they're foster parents. And, and each, it's more about the quality of a person than who they're connected. Same thing with house. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I have to own this huge extravagant house for foster, to have foster kids. We have people that rent. There's certainly, obviously, requirements that um, size-wise and space that people have to have. 
but it doesn't matter if you rent as long as it's a safe home. Um, and it, you know, a lot of it's pretty self-explanatory. If it makes sense, if it's safe for your own family, it's going to be safe for a foster child. Um, working, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I have to stay at home all time to be a foster parent. Again, that's a myth. Um, there's options as far as if children need to be in daycare, there's potential resources for that. Or, you know, a lot of times it's, what you would do for your own kids you know they're you're there after school and and that's good so those i would say those are some of the bigger ones but um generally may is foster care awareness Mm -hmm. month and so on our social media we do this big campaign so every day in may we posted a myth versus fact on our on our facebook page so people could go you know you know search us on facebook to see a lot of those different myth versus facts that's awesome it's some some good information there guys if you live in wisconsin or minnesota especially uh, go on Facebook, find a new family services, ANU, and like the page. So you said before that you're a big baseball fan. I am. I'm assuming you grew up a Brewers fan like I did? Actually, I grew up a big Cubs fan. Um, uh, we were just at Wrigley on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, not a t- Both my parents are diehard Brewers fans. Um, but I just grew up a Cubs fan because any given day when growing up, you could turn on WGN and catch a game. Um, wasn't always the case with the Brewers, um, and also had a distant cousin um, play for the Scott Service that is oh, yeah. a, another Westby alum, w- played for the Cubs, so that obviously kind of sp- sparked my interest too. Um, growing up watching him, I was quite a bit younger than him, but you know when I was uh, probably elementary school, he was kind of the star in high school and then went to the Olympics, and so... Um, just kind of followed it through and just went to a couple games at Wrigley and you just, once you take in a game or two at Wrigley, it, it really kind of sinks in that you have to be a Cubs fan, I think. Oh, I mean, I've been to Wrigley a couple times and of course I wasn't <laughs> a kid when I went there, but uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> You've My... certainly been to way more parks than I have, so I don't have quite as many to judge from, but just like the culture of, of Wrigleyville and, and being down there. But like I said, I just love baseball. Growing up, I remember sitting on my grandpa's deck, listening to the AM radio, um, listening to both the Brewers and the Cubs. And, you know, every once in a while, I, you know, you hear the static electricity from a lightning storm or whatever and just kind of gives you the chills. It kind of sends me back to sitting on, you know, on the deck with my grandpa listening to baseball. And it didn't really matter who was playing. We were just listening. So um, something I definitely miss. Now, I do have to ask you, though, because – Cubs and Brewers, both legendary broadcasters. Are you a Harry or a Euchre guy? Harry Carey or Bob Euchre? You know, I like them both. Um, I don't think you could find a whole lot of negative things to say about either. Um, I enjoy it. There's something very special about both of them. Um, you, you can't ever miss either one of them. That's a hard one. I don't think I could, could say who was better, though. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I think Bob Euchre is easier to listen to. Um, just across the board when you're not necessarily a big fan. I right. think Harry Carey sometimes drew people away that maybe weren't huge Cubs fans. So Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matt Raisler, A New Family Services, thank you so much for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast and helping us get some kids to a Brewers game. It's an honor being here. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. In 2014, there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the U.S. That's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn how to give hope to a child. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And Patty, the, uh, we had a blast Thursday, especially because of the little boy who was sitting next to us. 
Yeah, that was a blast. It was good to see him. I guess I'm happy for your brewers because there were kids there who were really enjoying the game. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. And yeah, Brewers put a whooping on the on the Cardinals uh, on Thursday. But hey, the Cardinals got him back Sunday though. It was eight to two on Sunday, I and mean, it was eleven right. to three on Thursday. But uh, there was one boy in particular because, and we noticed him most because he was sitting right next to us. He was probably four years old, and we're up in the four hundred level. But that did not stop this kid from, I mean, yelling for every run, yelling for every hit groaning for every Cardinals run and every Cardinals hit. And he <laughs> there was, he, weren't very many groans. No. <laughs> but he Except was really into the game, and we found out from Matt that this boy had never been to a baseball game before and probably wouldn't have happened without the, that donation of tickets from the Brewers. Well, and that's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so as these kids are trying to find their forever homes, there are a lot of guys playing Frontier League Baseball, independent minor league baseball, who are trying to make their way to a forever spot in Major League Baseball. And we'll do our second half of interviews with a couple of players from the Joliet Slammers and the Windy City Thunderbolts of the Frontier League on Thursday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Until then, have a great week, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.